darkness falls across the land. The midnight hour is close at hand. Creatures crawl in search of blood to terrorize your neighborhood. And whosoever shall be found without the soul for getting down must stand and face the hounds of hell and rot inside a corpse's shell. Hello, boils and ghouls, and welcome to the Masters of Divinity uh, Haunted Music Mayhem special. It's it's Halloween, so I'm I'm like contractually obligated as a broadcaster to refer to our audience as boils and ghouls. So just true. I'm just a little disappointed you didn't dress up like Elvira for this episode. You know, <laughs> that just to kind of add to the whole. Oh, what a treasure that woman! Um, anyway, even I, though I, she completely stole her shtick from someone else, <laughs> she she did. Um, but. Some would argue she made the shtick better. There's a little little point of contention here because Vampira. I actually, <laughs> I wasn't doing my bit. I was gonna I was gonna use some puns. I was gonna say I'm I'm your claw derator, JP, <laughs> and I'm here with Father Truck from the Episcopal Church. Anywho, ooh, they like the Episcopal Church, and and we're here at like on a like our Pod People cast, our Pod People cast. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Crypt Keeper would use that one, but that's good. Yeah, I have a huge interest in horror hosts, and my favorite right now is Joe Bob Briggs because he's back and he's on Shutter, which is a great platform for horror films. If you like horror movies, I, I highly recommend subscribing to it. Did you ever watch Joe Bob Briggs, Chuck? No, no. He's a he's a Texan I know the film, name. He's a Texan film critic, and uh, he kind of got his start reviewing what he would call drive-in movies, and they are very funny and satirical, and uh, people just love them. And then he kind of got a gig hosting movies for uh, the Movie Channel in the '90s. He would just host like bad horror movies, and then he moved to TNT because they kicked him out of the Movie Channel for some reason. And on TNT, it was on a, a series called Monster Vision. I do know who Joe Bob Briggs is because I'm almost certain I have watched like rerun, re, like like showings of like Gamera or old Godzilla movies. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. When yeah. he did Monster Vision. Yeah. He, um, I mean, if you grew up in the 90s and you watched like late night TV on like USA or TNT or TBS, you probably stumbled across a Joe Bob Briggs program Mm -hmm. um and of course his whole running joke was that like the movies were so heavily edited for tv he'd always make fun of them um but anyway he's kind of a big horror host now and uh according to him vampira wasn't actually like a horror host she wasn't really into the movies she just did like comedy sketches in between segments of the movie like she never okay. really talked about the films or anything like that. She just she was just being funny and doing spooky stuff. Elvira, on the other hand, she kind of did the same thing. She would like kind of do an MST3K thing where she would like make fun of the movie she's watching it, but also like espouse some knowledge about the movie. So in a way, she kind of took vampire stick. Yes, uh, there was a lawsuit in which she I think she lost, um, but Elvira apparently 
made it better, according to some people, especially Joe Bob Briggs. Uh, so yeah, um, gosh, I would love to get into talking about horror hosts because there's a lot of cool information out there, like the great Zachary, and there's one guy still going strong called called Zvenguli, who does local stuff. Um, so this week we're talking about uh, this is that this is a Music Mayhem Halloween special, and we've uh, both created playlists that you could possibly use at your Halloween party. Because yes. we both were thinking about how Halloween is one of the most popular holidays, second to Christmas, probably, right? That's what you were saying? Yes. Well, just tell them what, 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 what was on your mind, Chuck, because this was mostly our, your idea. So when, when, we were, when we were meeting a while back to talk about our upcoming episodes, mapping out what we wanted to do for the month, um, and we were talking about Halloween, and we, we both were talk, acknowledging we want to do something different because you know, we've done the let's just talk about Halloween or just riff on Halloween or just talk about Halloween Horror Nights or just whatever. Yeah, I think we were um, going to talk about Halloween the movie. Yeah. And and then um, I, I just, I don't know, I think I made some kind of comment about, uh, you know, like a party, like a Halloween party, curating music for Halloween party and the challenge behind what makes Halloween music. And that's when this whole thing started. So like, Oh, this could be a music mayhem, you know, the tie in and you were going for it. Cause anyway, I, I think about like what years ago when you, when you hosted, or you were the music person for a hollow uh, Christmas party yeah. at uh, our, at, at, at Matt's house. And you, um, you, you, you were kind of, uh, some of the guests were less than receptive to your choices, and I thought they were all. It was a master class <laughs> in 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 this, and so I thought, you know, I, I would love to hear what JP would do for like the music curating of a Halloween party, and then that 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 sort of what sparked it, and you know, as I, you know, but then I realized the challenge with it is how do you define Halloween music? Because mm-hmm. there isn't. You know, there's the monster mash, right, in thriller, right. and that's like a, that's a git, right? When we when we when you think about it in the pop culture consciousness, right? So trying to think about what constitutes um, Halloween music, I realized in that conversation, and I realized in all the planning to it, one thing I never talked about is, uh, uh, you know, a good place to figure this out would be to go hang out in the uh, the local spirit Halloween store, yeah, because. I'm sure they, cause they're playing music. They've got it figured out. Um, and I would, I did go to one and that's when I added, um, it always feels like somebody's watching me to my, uh, to my playlist. Cause they were, you know what, that that's good. That's been getting a lot of, uh, a lot of playtime this year, more, more than mm-hmm. usual. I think I feel like it's a really popular one this year. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure why. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. Uh, and one thing I've noticed is, you know, one thing that's really popular on YouTube is uh, the Lo-Fi Beats channel, mm-hmm. where it's uh, you know music made by these kids like with their own, uh, what are they called? The the, the five eights or something, and the the kids can like make their own music these days. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. On their computers, yeah. and they make these Lo-Fi songs or um, um, synthwave songs. And there's this great channel called Lo-Fi Beats. It's, it's extremely popular, and there's like an anime. 
an animated loop of a girl like doing her homework and it's supposed to be like stuff you oh can yeah, yeah, to yeah, 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 homework, yeah right that's really popular yeah. well that that has spun off like a like a million different versions like there's that's become like a very popular genre on YouTube now and there are uh, Halloween loops now for the month of October there's one where she's like wearing a witch's hat or there's one where it's just like it's a haunted house and they have like scary music and stuff so uh, people are really into vibes these days you know and um i think now is sort of a great time to start thinking about people are, are thinking about like you know what what's a good song for whatever season we're in so i think it's cool like that that's part of what we're capturing is we're trying to figure out like what makes halloween music and i and mm. i think what's interesting about halloween is it is a even though its roots are ancient like every holiday how we celebrate it is fairly new, newer than Christmas, I would I would say, I would think, right? Yeah, because uh, it wasn't until around World War II that trick or treating became a thing. Prior to yeah. that, Halloween was just like a it was like get drunk and cause and, and cause mayhem. Yeah. So I think we're it wasn't just, a kid's holiday. Yeah, I think we're just starting to figure out what we like to listen to, what we like to watch. I think. You know, we all love to watch horror movies, but sometimes people want more specific style of horror films, you know? Mm-hmm. Some people just just watch all horror movies because they don't watch horror movies all year, and they just kind of use them as an excuse to push themselves, which I'm, I'm for. Um, but I think we're approaching a time where it's becoming more defined. And so, like, coming up with these playlists is more fun. And um, you start to realize there's, 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 there's better things these days that, that's, that's coming out that can be used for for a party or for just something to listen to. So we've we've made our own playlists. Chuck has yeah. one. I have one. And one thing that's very apparent is that they're very different. Can, really quick, I want to I do want to acknowledge that in our conversation. Yeah. Um, it was we were talking. We were just you and I were just sort of talking, riffing a little bit in our conversation about what made the music made Halloween playlist music. Right. And I made a comment about the theremin. You know, right, and I yeah. was talking about the B-52s. And then that's when you were like, oh, my gosh, we've never talked about the, like, drive-in sci-fi horror aspect. <laughs> and that's what got us on that episode. And that's why we did that episode was out of this same conversation. So I just wanted to, for our listeners, let us let a little peek in behind the process a little bit. Yeah. When we think of holiday music, right, when we think of, like, Christmas music, right, it's usually songs about Christmas. Mm-hmm. And... You know, this is kind of adjacent to the conversation about what makes a Christmas movie is Die Hard a Christmas movie because it takes place at Christmas time. That kind of overdone conversation at this point. So are there a whole lot of songs about Halloween? Not really. You know, you think about like the Monster Mash, like that's a pretty that, that was intentionally written to be like a Halloween song. Yeah. Um, you know, Thriller, which wasn't really written to be a Halloween song. You know, it's common because of its scary movie vibes or whatever but for me like i was thinking about what constitutes halloween music and i was going more for like a vibe right like halloween is a is a fall festival that's its original like that's its original roots is that it's a it's tied to harvest and preparing for the winter and so i was thinking of things that go with what feels like fall which is a creepy time of year because things are dying and it's starting to get cold. So I was thinking about that feeling rather than explicit lyrical content that will um, that will relate to Halloween. Um, so I was thinking of atmosphere, but then I was also thinking about what makes something creepy. 
So that's why, like, when I get into it, I'll talk about, like, some of the songs I picked. I picked simply because I feel like they they give off a creepy vibe mm-hmm. that works with the season. Um, I definitely would say a song by Charles Manson would give off a creepy vibe. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but that's good. And I, I, I noticed that just kind of listening to your playlist, you're definitely going for vibes. Yours definitely captures the spirit of Halloween yes. and the season that is associated with it. Fall. Yeah. That's what I was going for. Yeah. And it also kind of reminded me of like, and I don't, this, this might sound derogatory. It's not. Um, I'm, it's actually it's actually something uh, that brings some some fondness and some nostalgic fondness for me. Um, it reminded me of like when Halloween would come around and VH1 and MTV would try to do like okay, well let's let's match our programming for the season, but because back then there were no spooky songs, they just like looked in their catalog for like anything that would sort of match the season. <laughs> so it was like some some were like dead on like thriller right and, but some were like oh this music video this guy is holding a knife so we'll just we'll just do that not to say like any of yours are like that but like no, but you know, you're you're kind of right because i was i was thinking about you know i was thinking about some lyrical content and i'll get into it a little bit more but like i almost put on my list because i was trying to think if if people are doing like what you did where they're projecting videos on youtube uh-huh Right. Like some music videos that might work, you know, the song and the video work. And I almost put um, um, Gone Away by the Offspring off of their Ixnay on the Ombre album because it's sort of a creepy video. Right. Like they're singing in an abandoned house with like a single light bulb swinging overhead and, and it's dealing with somebody like being gone away. Like that to me feels like something MTV would have done at that time. Probably, you know, they would have shown that is because it sort of fit with that that theme. So I almost picked that song for that reason, but it's I don't think it's on there, is it? No. Okay. No. So, but yeah. So no. So it's, I don't take that as derogatory. That's cool. kind of the approach I was going for. Yeah, you. I mean, like I I learned a lot about music from watching those programs and stuff when I was a kid. So it's fun. Yeah. Um, my approach was far more on the nose. Um. And I think that just kind of comes from, A, my love of horror, and I'm always looking for music that is sort of horror-adjacent anyway, because most of these songs I listen to year-round anyhow. Uh, The first song that's on there is my ringtone. Or I shouldn't say the first one. I should say the first real song, because the first song on there is not actually like like a real song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till we get to that. Um, but the first song, "Wolf Like Me" by TV on the radio. That's that's my ringtone, um, and it's like just one of my all-time favorite songs. Period. Um, so I I did more like on the nose. These are songs that like actually explicitly talk about werewolves and zombies. Um, I, Freddy Krueger pops up a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> There's a song in there from, you know, Ryan Gosling, who did um, who who made a Halloween album. I actually Mm -hmm. chose the least Halloween song, but it reminded me of Mars Attacks. We'll get into that. Um, And just things that uh, these some of these just remind me of Halloween and horror. And that's kind of the vibe I was going for. I wanted I wanted a horror vibe like you were in a horror movie or you're at a costume party. 
um, and people are just celebrating spookiness, being scary. Um, so that was my intention. So, and there, I think there's like a couple on here that was sort of like what you were doing as well. There's some that aren't explicitly about like spooky or horror stuff. So let's get into it. Okay, so we're we're starting off with the B fifty twos, which is great. You chose Planet Claire. Yes. Um, this is great because it's it's got. I, does this have a theremin in it? In it? Yes, it does. Yeah, it's uh, it uses the uh, bass line from Dragnet. Nice. It's the opening song off of their self titled album. It's the first thing you hear. And uh, yeah, and it has the the well. It's, it's I don't think it's an actual theremin. I think it's a keyboard program to sound like a theremin. They're certainly going for a theremin sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this this if you've never listened to the B fifty twos, this is this is like this is a great introduction into the band, especially at this era. I I actually prefer this and Wild Planet, their first two albums, way more than any of their later stuff when they kind of just became a party band. I liked when they were being like atomic age creepy weird. Which like is this. ironic because it's definitely for like a party, right? Like we're. <laughs> oh, I mean it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. when they when they when they went too hard on being a party band, when they right. did like, you know, um, Love Shack. Uh, what's it? Love Shack, yeah, and it just doesn't do it for me the same way that this early stuff did. Yeah. Okay, so that's why you chose Planet Claire. I just I, I want you just to kind of walk me through it, like. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I picked Planet, Planet Claire not only because the theremin to me gives it sets off that sci-fi vibe that we're doing something a little bit different, yeah. but also like. I, I've sang the lyrics before to like my kids and stuff, and my and and my wife has always been like, "This is kind of weird, right?" Because the opening line, is, like one of the lines is, uh, "It's um, Planet Claire has pink air, all the trees are red, no one ever dies there, no one has a head." So like that's an image of a planet that's you know, like it's 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 a creepy vibe. It's a creepy. There's just something creepy and unsettling about the song. Yeah. And then on top of that, um, I can't remember the, the singer or the band's name, but he does these random just like high echo yells throughout the song. So it just, it just has an unsettling and creepy vibe. And I just thought it fit great with this sort of sci-fi horror creepiness that I was going for. Um, and, and that's the same reason why I went with the next one, dance this mess around. He does a lot of that same kind of weird stuff. And I just thought it's a good song for dancing at yeah. a party. So that's, so those, those two together were kind of, because they both give like off of an unsettling vibe um, and I worked on those together. If I'll, I'll jump ahead, also talk about Private Idaho. Since I did three B fifty two songs away, uh, you know, in a row, I picked Private Idaho because um, to me, like, it is suburban gothic. Like, that's what the song is. It's all about like a guy who is like an agoraphobe living in a basement, and that's like the whole idea about his. He's a potato underground living in his, you know. Huh. But it's it, there's this whole thing where it kind of it, it makes it makes a it makes the pool like like a public pool or whatever, a creepy thing. Cause it's like, he's an agoraphobic, doesn't want to be around people. And so like, um, the idea of like stepping out into the pool is like stepping into a world of danger. Yeah. And it's, the, you know, it's just different kind of creepy, you know, it's not as conventional. Um, cool. and like I said, suburban Gothic, which to me fits with like say Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. To me, the, to me, the B-52s sound like Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> well, they also like, I mean, and and I, I noticed this in one of my songs that actually sounds like a B-52 song, but I chose that one because it kind of reminded me of the Munsters. But now when I listen to B-52s, that also reminds me of the Munsters. That sort of yeah. surf quality, 60s, mm-hmm. um, yeah. that's also kind of, for some reason, associated with like that era of monster movies. 
Right, which, by the way, makes me a little sad that Tim Burton never actually made their Beetlejuice goes to Hawaii. <laughs> Because I would, to- I, 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 and, and I don't, I don't trust modern day Tim Burton to make that movie the same way that eighties no. Tim Burton would have made it. Yeah, yeah. Just like a, like a gothic beach blanket movie. Like to me, that's that's B fifty two. So I love that they offered it to Kevin Smith. Though. Can you imagine if he took it? <laughs> I love his bit on it. It was like, yeah, it was like, haven't we said everything that needs to be said in the first Beetlejuice? Must we go Hawaiian? Um. Okay, so walk me through your decision on choosing Thriller by Michael Jackson for Halloween. Do we, do we, do we need to? It's pretty obvious, <laughs> right? Vincent Price. There, if, there's anything, if there's any obvious, like these, two, the, the, these next two songs are yeah. pretty obvious why you would pick them for Halloween music. Because they're, they're regular Halloween playlist choices. And they're horror movie vibe, you know, totally. uh, things. So, and, you know, so like... You know, so thriller. I mean, it's obvious, right? And again, if you're gonna play, if you're gonna be posting a music video and watching, having a, video, a music video wall going during your party, you gotta have thriller. Totally. You've got to. Yeah. Um, and it always feels like somebody's watching me by Rockwell. Was a ripoff of Thriller. <laughs> was it? I didn't know that. I don't know. I yeah, it's kind of. I think. I think the sort of the thing is, it was Thriller was so popular. The idea of like finding someone to do a kind of cap, you know, try to capture the. The similar spirit was what they were doing. Though I think Rockwell will be like, ah, that's not what I was going for. But if right. you watch the video, it's kind of obvious what he's going for. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about this next one, Chuck. Um, <laughs> uh, this is definitely one that like I could see this playlist being played at a party and just a guy just standing next to the speaker when the song comes on, just like waiting for someone to come up to him and ask him like what the song is. We're like, Actually, this is Charles Manson. Um, <laughs> like they're not actually like he spends most of explaining the history of it but instead of like actually listening to her dancing or whatever not that anyone would dance to it but it's it's like a, it's right. like a conversation starter almost oh right 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 so so, so be the guy with, with like you're holding you're holding your solo cup you're standing next to the speaker and girl goes who is that well actually uh, <laughs> <laughs> Put my glasses here. Uh, well, actually, this is Charles Manson. Um, yeah, is he so the killer I, guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, he never um, killed anybody, but um, he was just the mastermind. He just uh, people. Fall, it's really unfair what happened to him. I don't think you should have got life in prison because you know he was. You, you should people be arrested for just what they say? I don't know. Um, <laughs> always, always distrust the guy who says that nobody should be held accountable for their words. Um, He's definitely a true crime podcaster. <laughs> that's funny <laughs> no so i i mean come on yeah you can charles manson songs recorded exist you can't you kind of have to put one on there right so i, I picked this one because cease to exist actually got stolen by dennis uh dennis wilson and reworked into a uh beach boy song um, okay. I can't remember the, actually the name of the the name of the Beach Boys song, but um, I, it's one of the things where I was reading about it because I was always like I knew I had always heard that the Beach Boys had stolen the Charles Manson song because that's sort of what instigated the whole thing, um, you know, because uh, Charles Manson lived in in Dennis Wilson's beach house or pool house or something, and then when Manson found out that they had reworked one of his songs, he put a bullet with Dennis's name on it, like on the counter in the kitchen and Dennis fled the place and in that like what the and then the story goes that Dennis was supposed to be at that party where 
texts and everybody showed up. Though there's some disp- dispute that, it, that Dennis was not really, that that was not, he was not the main target or whatever. It was just sort of like, well, if we could get him too, that'd be all right. Okay. Um, but so Charles Manson, Charles Manson started out as a folk singer. That's what he was trying. That's where he, all this kind of stuff started. And so um, he wrote this song for the Beach Boys. He wrote Cease to Exist because he, I guess, was concerned about the tension between the family and the brothers and everything he observed. So he wrote this song for them to like, I don't know, he thought he'd fix their problems because, I mean, <laughs> turns out he wasn't very stable emotionally and mentally. No. Um, but. So when I when I, I was a long time ago, not too long ago, I was looking up the story behind this and I found the song and I listened to it and I thought, man, it's really kind of unfortunate, you know, that it because it, you don't expect Charles Manson to sound like Jim Croce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you expect a Charles Manson song to sound kind of like, I don't know, like Mamas and the Papas or something. But like yeah. this is this is, uh, you know, so it's it's a folk it's a folk song. It's a folksy song. It, it 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 gives off. I think by itself kind of gives off folk music has a creepiness to it. And maybe that's just because I associate it with like Last House on the Left and like uh, and like parts of Deliverance. Yeah. But um, but the fact that like it's Charles Manson just adds this extra layer because I love the, I would love the idea of somebody being at the party like, all right, I'm really into this. This is pretty, who is this? Like Charles Manson. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, cause it's like, Oh, this watercolor is like, but who painted it? Hitler. Oh. <laughs> cool. Good choice. I wish I had thought of it. Um, all right. So your next one, war pigs by black Sabbath. Yeah. Well, we did a whole like episode that. about this song. We did. We did. Um, it's creepy, right? I picked it because it's creepy. My kid loves it. Um, yeah. It opens up with the uh, air raid warrant, uh, air raid siren. And, you know, it's just it's about nuclear war, just like electric funeral after it. They're both about nuclear war. Okay. Um, but war pigs has the war pigs has the added thing uh, that I love. It's very apocalyptic in the sense of, you know, like the rich are going to get there come up and by the devil for having caused all this global war. And so it just, you know, the, the thing about black Sabbath is a lot of people just associate black Sabbath with occultism and Satan worship, which I mean, actually it's interesting there. Um, the story goes of, of, uh, Sabbath of, of the song black Sabbath, um, was related to, uh, geezer Butler reading, uh, Aleister Crowley's work. And then after reading it one night, he was in bed, woke up, and there was like a figure at the foot of his bed. And it, sc- it scared him so much that he stopped reading hmm. all this occult stuff. So it's kind of – and that's and that's what Black Sabbath the song is actually about and the band takes its name from. So like in a way, the whole band's thing is about the rejection of occultism and like the way that – you know. But and so they're more of like a horror band. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so like in picking early Sabbath songs that work for like a, you know, a Halloween – party types i went for a couple that are lesser known you know i didn't want to go with iron man i didn't want to go with you know i wanted to go with you know war pigs and electric i love electric funeral yeah I did too. um that's also got that song fairy fairies wear boots part of it so i just yeah cool um Good and next you have uh don't fear the reaper by blue oyster cult yeah and this is purely because the first time my son ford ever listened to this song he said this sounds like a halloween song really yeah did you did you remind him that it is in the movie Halloween? Nope. <laughs> remind him as though as though my five year old son has seen Halloween. He's like, oh yes, I remember when. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, and it's you know, I mean, it's obviously it's a song about the Grim Reaper. Yeah, I love that. I love by the way. Have you read the story about this? That the band claims they're like 
oh, we don't we don't see where anybody gets the idea. This is a song about suicide. Yeah, I know. They they definitely sound very obtuse whenever they talk about how. Oh, I don't. I suicide. What? Uh, Romeo Forty thousand men and women every day. Romeo and Juliet. I mean, yeah. come on, guys. Come on. Um, just own it. Yeah, it makes it cool. Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's a great. I, I love this song. By the way, it's definitely one of my mm-hmm. all time favorites. Um, the only, only, the only, the one reason why I was, I, you did, I said, you know, it's an honor of Ford that, uh, that he said, you know, it would sound like a Halloween song and that's why I included it. But I will say for anyone making a list for Halloween, be aware that inevitably you're going to have some jerk at your party. Who's going to talk about more cowbell if you play this song, <laughs> yeah. song from the more cowbell sketch. So if you don't want that guy to like have ammunition, cut this song. <laughs> or at least just be prepared for it. Another little bit personal layer why Blue Easter Cult is on there. Similar for me with Black Sabbath, right? Growing up in the kind of church environment I grew up in, right? Like it was, you were sort of told, like if you listen to this music, the devil was going to get in your head, yeah. right? I actually had, we actually had a guy from like the Orlando Police Department come into our school one time and talk about the danger of like drug addiction and gangs and all this stuff. And he brought the vinyl of One Enchanted Evening and like put it up to talk about like this was devil music, right? It's got the cover, <laughs> you know. The cover has the it, one of the or, I don't know if it was one enchanted evening. It was one of the anyway. It was it had the you know it's the famous cover with the Green Ripper on it and uh, Blue Easter Cult. And he was talking about you know the cult and it's all cult stuff or whatever. And I remember years later when I was starting to kind of rebel against that church environment of mine. I remember deciding to revisit all the stuff I was told like don't listen to this. The devil will get in your head. And so like Blue Easter Cult was one of the first. And I was like. This song is badass. Um, <laughs> and then, so I actually knew about this song before the Cowbell sketch. Because when I saw the Cowbell sketch, I was like, oh, yeah, Blue Easter Cult. Um, and, uh, but that was, that was when, you know, Napster and LimeWire were great because you could experiment and explore yeah. stuff that, you know, might not have been able to, to see before. But that also leads to the next song, which itself is a Blue Easter Cult song. But I picked a different version of it. Yeah, I was, I was wondering about that. Because Blue, I love Blue Oyster Cult's version of this song. I think it's a very funny song. And go, go, Godzilla. A, yeah, just a, just a fun song. So why, why did you choose this version of, of Godzilla? Well, first of all, why did I choose the song? Come on. Come on. Yeah. You know me. Gotta Do you like Godzilla? Godzilla? Is that? No, I don't. I don't need <laughs> some of my Godzilla toys up there. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, obviously I love Godzilla very, very much. Um, and uh, so I had to have it. But, dude... The, the version from the King of the Monsters soundtrack goes hard. It does. Um, it's got members of um, it's got members of the band that are from Metalocalypse. Okay. In it, the double kick drum is awesome. Um, my boys love it because I have the vinyl for the soundtrack. My boys love it when I crank this song. Um, it plays over the end credits of Godzilla King of the Monsters, and so I just I just love in terms of in terms of getting for like a party. I mean, I don't know if it's like I don't know. It's just it just goes hard, and I just prefer the the go hard version rather than the little bit more subdued version of mm-hmm. bluish or cult gotcha yeah okay so this next one is is interesting you chose california dreaming by the mamas and the papas mm-hmm. uh a, a notoriously vietnam era protest <laughs> song yes um so explain explain your reasoning here I, i'm very curious because it sounds like walking through a creepy forest man and it is all about how the leaves are brown. Yeah. And the sky is gray. So. Yeah. Like it's, it, it fits with, I mean, part of it's just, it, it's, it's to me sounds like the mamas and the papas sound creepy to me. Yeah. There's just a creepy, 
Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. Like, I could, I could, I could see this, you know, being played over like, you know, a movie of somebody being like stalked the woods by a serial killer, and it's just creepy ass song. That's it just sounds creepy to me, and just, I don't know, like, they sound like cult members. <laughs> that's, that's why I said like. When I thought of Charles Manson's music and I knew that he was a folk singer, I thought, oh, he's going to sound like the Mamas and the Papas. And then, no, he sounds like freaking Jim, Jim Croce. Um, but no, I just because, yeah, it's just that, 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 you know, all the leaves are brown, the leaves are brown. I just, yeah. there's something creepy about that sound to me. This could be like, you, you could be crafting, Chuck, within this playlist, a almost like a folk horror playlist. They mm-hmm. can be played along with a movie like Midsommar or The Wicker Man, you know. I think that's pretty cool. I, that's, I've, never, I've never thought of that concept before, a folk horror playlist. We tend to think of horror as like metal. Right, yeah. But like acoustic horror, you know? Yeah. So this song by the Bangles, Hazy Shade of Winter, I listened to it. And I was like, are, are you sure this isn't a Christmas song? Dude. Okay, well, first of all, it is not by the Bengals. It is a it is a Simon and Garfunkel song. Okay, um, and uh, and it, it, honestly, part of it was when I was trying to think of I was actually thinking of Hazy Shade of, Shade of Winter when I thought of California Dreaming. Yeah, <laughs> it was because, but I was just like, again, the, the the Simon and Garfunkel version. I was going to include that one because it sounds creepy to me. Like again, this folk horror. Just again, like it sounds like somebody being, you know, like some dude in crunchy leaf forest in the middle of nowhere with an axe like yeah. i don't know like i around this time of year i would go up to georgia and visit my family and my cousin and i would often take like hikes through these just like woods behind his house that were like it was just all dead leaves mm-hmm. and there's just some kind of creepiness and other worldliness worldliness to that so that's part of like i was just thinking like these songs sound like those memories and feelings to me but when i was listening um the uh the Bengals version i thought i thought like with the godzilla king of the monster it, it goes hard so it just, it just, I just, I, I like the sound of it better. It just hits harder. It's just a little more upbeat for a party, I think. Yeah. But you know, a hazy shade of winter. I mean, it's that, you know, it follows on the verge of winter, right? You know, right. we're on the, we're on the verge. So it just sort of, it's atmospheric. Yeah. Cool. Well, interesting choice. Um, this next one, dead flowers by Tom, by towns Van Zandt. I've never heard of it before in my life. That's but... not true. If you've ever seen the big Lebowski, it plays over the end credits. Oh, okay. All right. So but, what I did yeah. you, what, what, explain your reasoning behind this one. Okay, so this is a Rolling Stones song. Um, it was their attempt at doing something country, and then Towns Van Zant, who's a very dark man, mm-hmm. uh, covered it. Um, it is a song about heroin addiction and dying from heroin. And uh, <laughs> believe it or not, I sing it many nights with my kids. My kids know the lyrics, <laughs> which I think is funny that my kids know. They could sing along with me when they talk about, um, what is it? It's uh, when you're sitting back in your, in your rose pink Cadillac, um, on Kentucky Derby, Kentucky Derby days, I'll be in my basement room with a needle and a spoon and another girl to take my pain away. Wow. Um, right. So it's a song about heroin addiction and it's like, you know, he's in love with this woman. He's chosen his heroin over her. And then he says, you know, um, you know, send me dead flowers. Um, you know, just, it, it's creepy, right? It's about death. It's about, you know, just, and I think of like the dead bouquet of flowers on the casket in the Haunted Mansion. So it just sort of goes with that kind of creepy, you know, it's a yeah. song about that. It's very somber meditation about death and sort of in face, facing your mortality. Anyway, the next song is Monster Mash. Um, <laughs> just kidding. 
Just kidding. <laughs> that would be really funny, right? <laughs> and with to have dead, dead flowers and then go right like on the monster mash. <laughs> you do the mash. Yeah, uh, but no. The actual Wait, song that's next is another very sad song. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Crossroads by Bone Thugs and Harmony. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's great. I mean, there is a ghost in the music video, so it, the angel it makes of sense. death. Yeah, I mean, and, and that that to me is like I do I I can see MTV like saying, well, there's, easy, what was the guy's name? Easy E, right? Easy, huh? Really? Easy E. You're like who? Who's the guy? Easy E? NWA? I, I don't really know. So, I'm not. Up to, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not up to speed. But it just it, like I I know the song, but like I could just see like programmers at MTV being like, oh well, I mean they're singing about death and there's a ghost. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. And the angel of death, right? His guys go black. That's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is a... Yeah. Wow, I forgot how scary that video is. Yeah, I, I picked this because, again, I was thinking, you know, if we we're going to have a video on the wall, right, this is a good video to have because of the, the visual, right? Same kind of thing, MTV programming thought. But mm-hmm. also, I wanted to... I felt like we got to include some hip-hop in there. You got to include something from that. And yeah. and Bone Thugs, you know, they sound good. They're great. I mean, great group. Uh, <clears throat> if you if you want uh, If you want some... I, I, I might send you a video. I don't want to spoil it, maybe, but they there is a member of Bone Thugs and Harmony called Chrome Bone. Yeah, that will shock you who who that is. <laughs> okay, I, 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 I have no idea. It's Phil Collins. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> He's an honorary member of Bone Thugs and Harmony. That's awesome. <laughs> um, you know what I like about the, including this song is that something we don't normally talk about is like the. The, the the point the actual point of Halloween is to like remember people who have who have right. passed, right? Especially our relatives, um, and that's basically what the song is about. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it is. We need to start. It's not just to like an excuse to like get candy or get drunk, but like maybe it would be. And I, I've said this before. Like it would be nice if we took you know a minute or two out of Halloween to remember people that are our loved ones for a minute who have cool. gone on to the next life. Yeah. Well, the Dia de los Muertos takes place at the same time. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's a folk Mexican, um, uh, Mesoamerican, uh, holiday that was moved to this time of year, um, right. to coincide with the Christian feast of all saints, which is also part of the, the, you know, an appropriation of the Samhain tradition from the Celts. So, yeah, I mean, it's the whole thing is about all saints and remembering those who've died. Totally. All saints and all souls. Yeah. In so, fact, uh, one of the great traditions in the church uh, is a procession to a cemetery. And right. it's where it's actually the, the, the procession involves a litany. And it's where the phrase, um, the things that go bump in the night comes from. Really? Yeah. Um, and I got to do that when I was in Virginia Seminary. We did a procession. We did an all souls procession from the church to the cemetery on campus. And it's very cool. It's lamp, lamp lit. Uh, kind of thing. So, cool. Um, okay. So next, we're we're we're, we're uh, doing a little callback mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to the beginning of the uh, of the playlist with "Helter Skelter" by the Beatles. Yeah, I mean, and the only reason, I mean, in case anyone doesn't know, a helter skelter is a spiral slide, and it's a British term for a spiral slide on a playground. Okay. Um, and that's actually what John Lennon is singing about. Um, it is considered like a precursor to like punk and heavy metal, the, the style of music that it is, but it is famously associated with Charles Manson because he derived this bizarre belief 
that the Helter Skelter was. He, he basically built this entire worldview out of a radically misinterpretation of the White Album and thought that uh, he was the Helter Skelter, which is basically a white messiah who would reign over a black population after a race war where black people would kill white people. Wow. And so the Helter Skelter. So the, 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 the movie about one of the first movies about Charles Manson, the Manson murders is called Helter Skelter. Yeah. And it open and the movie opens with this song playing quite loud over it. And so forever, forever, this song will be associated with Charles Manson. And so that as a result, it to me fits as like a horror, scary playlist song. Uh, next one, Maxwell's Silver Hammer by the Beatles. <laughs> A song I actually haven't listened to in a very long time. I'm not super familiar with it. Um, but <laughs> there's a, a great a, a great bit of violence in this song. Yep. So <laughs> uh, I just read. I was reading about it again last night, and I didn't realize like I didn't realize that this is almost like, like a universally hated Beatles song. Really? So I don't know if this is going to work out on your in your Halloween pop playlist, but um, you know I picked it because about a dude uh, about a serial killer bashing people's heads in with a hammer made uh, a silver hammer. Um, <laughs> And just, it's funny. It's just funny. It would be out of place, you know, whatever. But uh, I read this article last night about a guy who listed it as the single worst Beatles song in their 200 song compilation. And I feel like this dude is just kind of trying to get clicks. It's an old article because how are you going to say that Maxwell Silverhammer is the worst Beatles song when Revolution 9 is sitting right there? Which is because he he calls Maxwell Silverhammer unlistenable. Yeah. Like, so you're saying Revolution Nine is listenable? Because I think I know of like three people who've ever actually listened to that song. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So. Cool. So then this next one, "Fear of the Dark" by Iron oh, Maiden. Yeah. Total banger. Yeah, dude. Uh, super metal. I am a man who walks alone. <laughs> It's creepy. It gets the feeling of a creepy vibe, and it is metal as hell. Yeah. Um, there's another shout out to my son Ford. He he enjoys this song, even though it gives him nightmares. He loves it. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's giving him bad dreams. He's told me he's like, I don't like it. it gives me bad dreams, but it's like he'll he wants he wants it played when he's in the car with me and stuff. Oh. <laughs> Telling you, buddy, he's 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 gonna be your horror buddy. Yeah. Nice. Um, the Long Black Veil by Johnny Cash. I'd actually never heard of this song. Yeah, this is uh, this is kind of one of Johnny's uh, Johnny Cash's uh, sort of his standards. I um, the version of this that I listened to was the one from the uh, the Folsom Prison live from Folsom Prison, which I think is probably the version that you should play if you're going to play it. Because yeah. um, it's great listening to the prisoners react to this song about a guy who's going to jail for for uh, for or. It, it, Oh, it's about a guy who's cheating. He's he's cheated on his he's cheating on uh, cheating with another guy's wife, right? Like I'm trying to remember the the deal, but adulterous relationship that goes violent. Um, and uh, but like it's got it's got some good creepy imagery of a you know a woman wearing a long black veil standing by the side of the road and just uh, it's got you know sort of a country gothic piece. Okay. So I thought let's get some get some Johnny in there with some good some good imagery. Yeah, so we got like a southern gothic. Vibe to yeah. Me. All right. So this next one, a classic. Mm-hmm. Falling away from me by Corn. 
the reason I picked this of all the corn songs yeah. is because when I used to listen to this song driving home sometimes, I have a very distinct memory one time of this song coming on. I had the CD in my car. I was driving home from work um, when I worked at a pet store in Orlando. And as I was driving home, the clouds parted and there was like a huge full moon. And it was like hitting like right at the very beginning of this song. And so the like the guitar at the beginning of it to me, I just associate with like a full moon and just like, you know, harvest moon kind of. So to me, it sounds like Halloween. Yeah. It just sounds like it just sounds like Halloween to me. So that's why I I picked it. Yeah. You know, it, it came out around a time when I was when I was living in Orlando and hanging out with my friends who were all big horror heads. I mean, it came on a lot. And so I think it came out around. Didn't it come out around Halloween time? October? Maybe. I don't this was off of, this was, because um, this one's not off, of, this is off of the album prior to. From Issues, right? No, uh, yeah, from Issues. Yeah, not, um, not, uh, what's the one with Freak on a Leash? That's. Um, I forgot. Yeah, but it's the, yeah, Issues. Their first, like, real oh, big Follow breakout album. So there... Yeah, Follow Yeah, this, so this is off of Issues. It was their first big breakout album. Yeah, I just remember listening to this song a lot with like my horror friends and like mm-hmm. going to see horror movies and listening to this song. So yeah, it works. Um, now, Chuck, I feel like this <laughs> next one. <laughs> if I can make one little critique, I think maybe this should have come a little bit earlier. Yeah, because... probably. This, my list is in no particular order. It was just oh, okay. as they were popping in my head. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I would have put it earlier because I feel like when this song comes on. I'm thinking, oh, this party's just getting started. And it's Nobody's Real by Power Man 5000. I'm so glad you used the Power Man 5000 song. I had to, man. Sci-fi horror. <laughs> and that's the song that I was it. talking about in the episode, by the way. The music video with the kid yeah. puts on the helmet and it goes, ain't, 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 ain't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This was the first power. I remember when Power Man, I, I remember when they introduced on MTV, whatever show it was, they introduced Power Man 5000 with this song. Yeah. And and I was just sort of like, I remember being like, it's Rob Zombie's like brother, but like he's doing sci-fi horror instead of like gothic horror. Like, oh yeah, like I'm on board. And I like went out and bought the CD like as soon as I could, and I was fairly disappointed. But uh, <laughs> this song is this song is great. Like it's just like it, it's just fun. Like you said, like it it does sit it does say like okay this party is this party's going. Yeah, totally. So I, I think it's a I think it's an awesome song. Nobody's real, nobody's real. Yeah, <laughs> um, it has that great riff there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's great. Um, the next one, uh, the Hanging Garden by the Cure. I think it's great that you added the Cure. The Cure is a very. I think you could. You could, I think anyone could find a reason to play any Cure song for their Halloween playlist. Yeah, I um, I will say. I'm I'm actually kind of surprised that I have never brought up the Cure in Music Mayhem, and I've never talked about how much I love the Cure. Yeah, I don't even think you know how much I love the Cure. I didn't. I I didn't know you love the Cure. I mean, I like uh, the Cure, but I'm not. Oh, dude, I went through that phase. I went through that phase in high school, man, where like I wore black and gray all the time, and <laughs> and just listened to the Cure on repeat. Um, in fact, I uh, I, I I spent a money on uh, the vinyl of staring at the sea because um uh which is their first greatest hits compilation because um i actually really there's a song that's that they no longer play and they do not include it in any of their greatest hit stuff which is called killing an arab yeah. um and it's largely due largely due to the way it's been misunderstood as a song um mm-hmm. but it's i love it but um 
but yeah, I love I love the Cure very very much, and um, older Cure, not so much. Well, I, I like Wild Mood Swings, um, but um, when I was trying to think, I was like, the Cure has got to be on a Halloween. Yeah, they've got to be on there, right? Gothic, totally. you know, because I was even thinking about like, should I put Joy Division on there? Just think about Gothic bands and stuff, and I was just like. The Cure, man. The Cure, to me, just does a better job of that atmospheric kind of thing that I'm going for. And when I was thinking of Cure songs, is like The Hanging Garden. Um, I do like AFI's cover of The Hanging Garden, and I almost used it instead of theirs because, it again, it hits a little harder. But I was like, nah, man, you got to have that echoey guitar of The Cure, and you got to have Robert Smith's voice talking about – I mean, that opening line, creatures kissing in the rain. Like, that's <laughs> – that's a horror movie image, you know? Yeah. It's just got to do it. You just made me realize that there is a song that I forgot to put on my list, but I'll is throw it in. Is it, get in there. is it by AFI? Was it the Get Up Kids do a really great cover of um, of um, Close to Me by The Cure, off, and they do it on the uh, Before You Were Punk compilation, one, one or two, I can't remember. And I really like, I kind of, I, I think I like the Get Up Kids version better than The Cure's. Um, that was another one I thought about including um, close to me because of the whole thing about like, you know, like the head on a door talking and, you know, there's some good <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe-esque lyrics in that. Yeah. Totally. Um, but uh, the hanging garden to me, just it, 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 that to me is a, just, that's a Halloween song. Like it, right. that feel. So this, this last one, the one we're, <laughs> we're ending the night on the legend of Johnny cool part two by Brian Seltzer. That's <laughs> Brian, Brian Setzer in the 68 comeback special. I don't, I've never heard of this, but <laughs> it, it's great because I think we mentioned that like, for some reasons, swing music and like lounge music can be sort of Halloween-ish. Yeah. Rockabilly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I've, I've never heard this song, but it, it was, it was a delight to listen to. I, I, so the, the Brian, Brian Setzer's 68 comeback special. So in case you don't know Brian Setzer, Brian Setzer started out in a rockabilly re- revival group in the 80s called um, Stray Cats. And um, and then he, of course, later pioneered the swing revival in the in the late in the mid to late 90s with the Brian Setzer Orchestra. Yeah. Uh, but he got back to his rockabilly roots with the 68 comeback special, which takes its name from a very famous Elvis concert. Um, and. Uh, I only learned about this album because it was advertised in like the classified sections of like old man surf magazines. <laughs> cool. And so I bought it when I found it and, um, and I've loved, I loved all the rockabilly stuff and it's got some great tracks in it. Um, but I, I, I just remembered that the legend of Johnny cool was when the, when I first heard it, I was like, or part two, I was like, you know, it's continuing a tradition of a character that other rockabilly songs have done. And the idea of, you know, you know, he's, he, there's a horror element to him too, right? Like it's, you know, I almost included, um, um, the, what's that song? It's the, it's that great, it's a great doo-wop song. Um, not leader of the pack. Is it leader of the pack? Yeah. Where he dies, the motorcyclist. Dies. I mean, that's what the song reminded me of was leader of the pack. Yeah. 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 So I was, you know, I was, I was in that, I was in that kind of thinking about these are these, these to me fit with a Halloween playlist. So cool. get some rockability. I wanted to get, you know, some different diverse music styles in there. Yeah, cool. Well, that was Chuck's playlist. Another yeah, good one. Um, right. I'm going to post these, by the way, so you don't have to keep up with them. Yeah, um, I, I, honestly, I wonder if we should like put together. I wonder if we should put together a uh, like a YouTube playlist 
to share. Can we share those with people? Yeah, I think you could do that. Or or put it on. Put I mean, it we on. could put playlists on our YouTube channel and stuff. Yeah, of course. Then we got to figure out the, the proper order of these things. But uh, you could also make one on Spotify. Yeah. Too. So we could do that if we wanted. Um, all right. Am I am I going to do that? Are we going to switch roles here? And I'm going to ask you about your songs. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. All right. <laughs> you got my updated one, right? Yeah, I've got the current one right here in front okay, of me. Good. And like I said, I have to apologize. I did not get a chance to listen to most of these. So, um, right. so, but um, I did for sure listen to this first one. Uh, so I, I got to say, JP, you, you, uh, you've been very insistent and I've been, and I've just not made the time to do it, to watch I Think You Should Leave. And yeah. now you've sent me two clips at least that have made me say, I have, I have to watch this show more <laughs> because I, 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 I teared up laughing over this. Oh, so, and you know what? It's not even the full sketch. Oh, I have to, so I have to see it. Okay. Um, so this is actually, so this is actually kind of spiritually, spiritually related to me, including the long black veil, right? Because you're <laughs> yeah, including, <a> right. <laughs> so, the name of the song is The Day That Robert Palin's Murdered Me, which by itself is funny. How is a guy who's murdered singing a song about being murdered? Like, that's just funny by itself. Yeah. The sketch with this song is a complete ripoff or take off of the famous bit in, um, well, drawing from both Back to the Future at the end of the sea dance and Walk from line. Walk the Line when Johnny Cash rehearses to get that one chance and yeah. he's just like, just try to keep up, right? And just playing with the idea that these guys who've never played the song could suddenly come together in like this perfect way. Yeah, Folsom were, Prison they, just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, and they make such a they make such a funny joke out of this out of and um, walk hard. Um, but it's the same <laughs> bit, right? It's just this guy like you know just try to keep up. And so there's this very serious Johnny Cash like country man singing this fairly actually I I very much like. Yeah, the actual the day that Robert Palin's murdered me song that he clearly wrote. But the joke is then that this guy who's playing the bass, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, He just busts in with just complete discordant nonsense about (laughs) skeletons rising up and taking over the world. I just love you know, just trying to keep up. And instead of the worms are their money, following this guy's lead, he's like, I'm going to add my own just song to this yeah because he tells them to keep up with me you know to to whatever and so the 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 whole point of like oh just keep up with me and we'll come up with Folsom city Folsom prison blues right right so like no like if you have someone to keep up they're just gonna come with something stupid and destroyed and ridiculous so he kind of leans into and in perfect i think you should leave fashion he just leans into how into the ridiculousness and so it's a song about like you said skeletons taking over their world and, and it's like little kids making up songs on the fly. Like it does not fit musically. It doesn't. It's just. It's just rambling incoherence, and it's fantastic. Yeah. It, the 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 bones are their money, and the worms are their dollars. <laughs> or no, the worms are their money, and the bones are their dollars. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, probably would... one of my all-time favorite sketches from the show. Um, I was like falling out of my chair laughing when I watched it. And this would be this would be like the intermission song. Yeah, <laughs> but I I love opening with it. Like let's 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 set the vibe that this is just going to be a, a like I I I mean there's some intention behind how this is structured. Okay, so okay. I just just 
off you the bat, is, this is a sound. fun playlist. Okay, I gotcha. All right. Um, all right. You went, you went, I will say, you, you went pretty hipster on this thing. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, especially with these next two, right? You've got TV on the radio and the yeah, yeah, yeahs. Yes. Um, all right. So, Wolf Like Me, TV on the radio. Wolf Like Me, TV on the radio. Like I said, one of my all time favorite songs. It's my ringtone on my phone. Um, and it, it's about basically just about like how being like overwhelmingly in love with somebody makes you feel like a werewolf. That's what the song is about. It's about werewolves and it has just this great, I love just like the baseline. I love that. It's not like a typical rock song. It, it could be, you can dance to it, you know? In fact, every time I go to a club or something and they play this song, I just like, I'm just, I'm on the floor, dude. I mean, I'm not a good dancer at all, but like, I just, I have to, like, you're, I have to. I love this song. Elaine's little kicks, just Elaine's little kicks <laughs> yeah. going to Wolf Like Me. I'm like, just, I'm like, just jumping around the room singing this song when it comes on. If I'm somewhere like at a bar or a club or whatever, it's just, I love yeah. it. I love it to death. And I, I love that it's about werewolves. <laughs> and the music video is kind of is kind of like that too. It's sort of shot in sort of vintage style filmmaking, sort of cheap looking, and a lot of fog has a sort of super eight look to it. A lot of um, like they're they're driving around in a car, but you can tell like the car is stationary, and there's like you know blue screen in the background. Like I love stuff like that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, one of my all time favorite songs just also happens to be the first song on my Halloween playlist. There you so, go. Yeah. Heads will roll by the yeah yeah yeahs. This yeah. is a this is this this goes back to like this is like goes back to early college years for us. Totally, yeah. I I, I love the yeah yeah yeahs for one. Like Karen O is super cool. Very very hipster band. Yeah, You're right. Um, I'm, I'm I don't care. I'm a hipster. Whatever. I don't that word doesn't mean anything anymore. Um, but this song in particular, like I just I think it's got a cool vibe. Again, a song you could dance to. Yep. Um, uh, cool, awesome sound. Another music video I love with a werewolf in it. <laughs> um, and it's cool because like the, the music video is like the yeah, yeahs are just performing and this werewolf just shows up between the band and the, and the audience and he just starts dancing, like getting down. And then a spotlight shines on his face and you see his werewolf face and then he kills everybody. But it's cool because like there's no actual gore. All of the gore right. is just like, glitter and confetti all right i love stuff like that dude talking about music videos i i I recently watched i love 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 madonna's like a prayer oh yeah, love that song great song and i was watching the video the other day and i realized the video makes no sense (laughs) yeah and and when i realized this is that it, it ends with a curtain call why why is there suddenly a curtain in a curtain call? Like this was a play all along. Is this super Mario three? I just, it's weird. I don't know. Music videos, man. Golden age of video music videos, in my opinion, dude, that, 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 cause that came in around the same time as that blind melon song, the girl, the bumblebee suit. Like, Oh yeah. Why? I don't know. Cause there are rules. (laughs) (laughs) Teen spirit. Where's goth, goth pep rally. Yeah, but um, yeah, this this song "Heads Will Roll" by Yeah Yeah Yeahs. I I I mean, I listen to this about as much as I listen to Wolf Like Me. I put it on whenever I drive. Nice, just like it. Cool vibes. Um, zombie, zombie. Not this song, but Different "Zombie" song. by Natalia Kills. Yeah, this is actually a very uh, not a popular song. 
I heard it one day and I just thought it was like just cool. Uh, Natalia Kills, I think she's like a backup singer for Lady Gaga. Okay. I think. Uh, I don't know what else she's done. This is the only song of hers that I've listened to. This, the, this, the lyrics of the song is that I'm in love with a zombie boy and he's so cold. And it's basically just, it, it's not like a, it's not a very intelligent song. I just think it's kind of sexy. Right. And I, that's why I like it. You, you got you to gotta put one in there for, you know, let's, let's, bring some of these, let's, let's bring some folks together, you know? Let's, it's true. Let's, let's, it's let's, true. Let's, 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 let's set a mood for this party here. See, we're all the, adults, the, right? You see, the thing for me is, you see, I'm, uh, when it comes to parties, like I'm always the guy, like my, my idea is to like, I want to sit around and listen to the music. I don't really like need it yeah. to like energize me to do anything. Um, okay. That's just because that's how how I am. So, but you you're you're very different. You're like let's let's dance. Let's uh, let's get some. Let's get some. Let's, let's get sing some... along. Let's like let's have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that song is definitely that. I mean, that song is basically like I'm in love with. I think it's just about like you know I'm in love with someone who's very cold about who I am. It's like being in love with a zombie. So it's yeah, not very deep, but like it's I just think it's hot. That's all. So. Are you ready for Freddy? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> Freddy Krueger was an enormous icon in the 80s. All right. Enormous pop culture icon. He was like, uh, 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 like, like David S. Pumpkins. If David S. Pumpkins had lasted for like five years instead of just the few months <laughs> that he was popular on the internet, you know? Yeah. And Freddie actually showed up in, in quite a few music videos. But he this did. one just happened to be a music video about Nightmare on Elm Street and about Freddy Krueger. And it's the only one where Freddy Krueger joins in on the music. And he actually does do a little rap about who he is. Yes. And oh, it definitely I, I, is I've a... I've heard this before. Yeah. My name is Freddy Krueger and I'm here to say kind of rap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, uh, I was talking... So I, I, a couple weeks ago... Uh, Charlie and I, I, they were on fall break. So I was doing one day each with each of my boys. And so what Charlie wanted to do is Charlie wanted to go get Halloween decorations for our house. And so we went to the spirit Halloween and while we were there looking at decorations and I was telling Kana later, I was saying, you know, what kind of bugs me is that a lot of the decorations were IP intellectual property. And I was like, and I was just sort of thinking like, it's to me, IP is not creepy for how, like, it just seems like, you're yeah. not, you're unoriginal, right? Like, Oh, your door knocker is the Halloween theme. Um, you know, Oh, you've got like cramp camp crystal lake signs on your house. Ooh, so scary. Like, cause it's just not real. Right. Like, I don't know. I, I prefer like, you know, give me just Gothic ghosts and stuff. But, right. but I was just, I was talking about this cause I, and I was, and I was talking about Freddy Krueger with Kana and Kana who knows nothing about horror movies. was just like, who, but I was like, I was like, you don't, I was like, Freddy, Freddy became a joke. Yes. Like Freddy is not scary. Well, I mean, he is if you were if you were real, right? New Nightmare is New Nightmare kind of brought him back to being kind of scary, but like he's the fact that he can do like I'm Freddy Krueger and I'm here to say like the fact that we can have him in a rap video kind of shows like is is he's not the same as like as like like the headless horseman or something. It's no. it doesn't you know he's not I don't know it just yeah but you know there's no I, mystery. I the my I think the thing with Freddy is. I, I used to think that when I was a kid, 
Like I would see him in these music videos and he wouldn't scare me. And they'd be like, oh, I can go watch a Freddy Krueger movie. And then it would really scare me. Like this isn't the Freddy Krueger in the, in the Are You Ready for Freddy music video. Right. You know? Um, and it's, what's funny is that this, this music video, the first time I saw it was definitely like one of those moments where I walked into the kitchen late at night and the TV happened to be on and this music video came on and it, it did kind of scare me. Uh, but the fact that the fat boys ran it, it was like, oh, actually, it's like, it's kind of funny. <laughs> but like the thing about Freddy Krueger, at least in the movies that I think people don't realize is that like most horror is, oh, my God, I'm going to die. This, is this person going to kill me? And a Freddy Krueger film, it's, oh, my God, is this how I die? Right. <laughs> you know, like this buffoon is going to like do some weird crap to me. He's going to turn me into a cardboard cutout and slice me up. Yeah, exactly. Or turn com- me into in a, a cockroach and squish me. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yes and no. I, I agree. I think like outside of the movies, he's basically like Beetlejuice in a way. Right. right. Yeah. He's like R-rated Beetlejuice. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, not as scary, but it, I guess I guess one critique would be it totally ruins the vibe after zombie. <laughs> <laughs> but you know you know who you know who doesn't show up in rap videos? Who's that? Jason. No. There was exactly I think there's one like song that's about Jason. Well, um, but like like the, he can't he can't rap cuz he doesn't talk. That's that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um there's only really real, there's only one horror movie worth watching. You know what you know what that one is, right? What is it? It's J- Jason X. I mean, that's <laughs> why even make horror movies now that Jason X exists. Have you seen Jason X? I want to. <laughs> that movie is. Uh, when I first saw it, I hated it. Like, just no fun. I watch it now. I'm like, okay, this is funny. Like, I mean, if if Freddy Krueger is a joke, like Jason. you can't you can't tell me that Jason doesn't become a joke too in his own way. You know, it's a fantastic movie that exposes the reality of this. It's Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. (laughs) It's true. Um, Yeah. I wish they would go. I wish they would have just gone all out and done like Freddy versus Jason versus Predator versus Alien. I mean, they tried. It just became like a rights (laughs) nightmare. They tried doing like, I think they were going to do like Hellraiser versus Halloween or something. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, Kristen never did. But yeah. I think they're also going to do like Michael or, or, or Freddy versus Jason versus Ash from Evil Dead, which like what everybody wanted, but they just never got around to doing it. They made a comic book instead. Freddy versus Chucky would be interesting. <laughs> that would be cool. I mean, I, I, Freddy, I mean, Chucky is a very Freddy like character. By the way, the Chucky TV series on the Sci Fi Channel is great. Is it? I love it. Interesting. It's the same guy who directed all the original films. And it's Brad Dorif doing the voice again, so it's it's great, it's delightful, and it's and it doesn't like, it it is it's Chucky, but he's just a TV series this time, and Devin Sawa's in it. Oh, Devin Sawa, wasn't yeah. he in Bride of Chucky? No, no, no. I know he was in. Um, I know Final Destination, of course. I've told you my thing about Final Destination, right? No. Why that movie freaks me out? Oh, because you have the same, same name, right? Yeah, it's it, it, it's the clue, man. It's trying to tell me death's coming after me. <laughs> Alex Browning, man. Just don't ever. They had the same birthday too. Um. All right. The Crypt Jam by the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. Um. This is literally just the Crypt Keeper rapping. 
I think it was like a promo for on on HBO or something. And <laughs> it, it's it kind of they try to do like for the Crypt Keeper, like what they did to Freddy is to kind of turn into sort of like buffoonish sort of pop culture icon. Like as the as Tales of the Crypt evolved, he became funnier. He started wearing costumes mm-hmm. on the show instead of just being like the, the creepy Crypt Keeper. Um, and I don't know. This is a funny song. It's just a Crypt Jam. It's the Crypt Jam. That's all it is. It's the Crypt Jam. <laughs> Not by a Blood. famous musician. It's it's the Crypt Keeper. The guy who plays the Crypt Keeper, John Cassier, I think his name is. Uh, yeah. So, listen, kids. <laughs> run, don't walk, and look up the music video on YouTube. Okay? This is what yeah, life the, was like for us. <laughs> the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was never, you know, this was back when. <laughs> it was funny. I was actually telling Kana the other day. Um, we put on, uh, I put on HBO max or something mm-hmm. and I said to Kana, I said, I said, I still get scared when I turn on HBO max because I, I, it was ingrained in my head that this was hell's box office and that it was bad to watch HBO. So even to this day, like I'm afraid that like, is someone going to see I'm watching HBO and like, they're going to make associations that like, as a good Christian, I'm not allowed to do this. Um, and I'm, and I'm seriously, I'm watching teen Titans go like it's, it's <laughs> blood gets thin Pete and the pirates. I don't yeah. know this song. Um, this is, um, it's actually from uh, American Horror Story. Okay. And this song is actually, this is the one that I was talking about that actually reminds me of the B-52s a little bit. Okay. It has like a Munsters quality to it. And that's mostly why I chose it. The lyrics aren't that horror related. It's just kind of like dating a woman who is like evil, <laughs> you know, who's cold hearted and mean. Um, but it's got a cool funky guitar riff to it that I love listening to. It kind of reminds me of like, <clears throat> you know, the, like I said, the Munsters B-52s and even like um, the Misfits put out some songs that were kind of like this. Dude, how did we not put Misfits on these playlists? I know. I'm just not super familiar with them. I mean, me neither. Yeah. I just always remember it was like the kids who hung out at 7-Eleven after school that listened to the Misfits, you know? Yeah. I tried a certain getting kind into of kid. Them. There was yeah. a song that I thought was by the Misfits called like Vampires in Love that I thought about putting on this playlist, but I think Blood Gets Thin is actually better and sounds similar um, and not quite on the nose. Okay. So. Pa, pa, power by Dead Men's Bones. This is our boy, The Notebook, right here. <laughs> yeah, this is from Ryan Gosling's album, uh, his Halloween album called Papa. The song is Papa Power. Um, and I don't even think that's him singing it. That's, that's the, um, hold on. It's actually a really great album. It's Ryan Gosling and a, uh, what's his name? Zach Shields. Like Zach Shields. From, is he from something? I don't even really know. I don't know. Ryan Gosling is performing under the alias Baby Goose. That's, oh gosh. Um, and it's, it's him, this guy, Zach Shields, and the Silver Lake Conservati- Conservatory of Children's Choir, which apparently was started by Red Hot Chili Peppers bassist Flea. Oh, nice. Huh. Um, so it's the, the, the songs are kind of creepy because it's like the way Ryan Gosling sings it, he's like, I'm going to steal your soul tonight. And it's like super distorted and they have like kids singing in the background. So it's like, it's automatically like kind of creepy, right? Yeah. Um, I chose this song because it, 
it actually kind of reminded me of Mars Attacks a little bit. Yeah. Because the lyrics are like basically talking about all this destruction, but the kids are talking about like how we're your friends. <laughs> Do not run. So it reminds me of like the scene of Mars Attacks where the Martians are chasing, chasing people around with their transmitters saying, come back, we are your friends. See, so here, this, this, this raises a question for Mars Attacks. Yeah. That's that sequence. When I first saw that movie, I was under the impression that the translator was working and accurate. And that's just what the Martians were actually saying. Like they were they were just that disturbing. Like they were like, do not run. We are your friends. But I guess the thing is, is that the translator's broken, like they didn't do it right. And so it's just telling it's giving them what they want to hear. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Okay, I think so. I, we need to do the video essay. I mean, when they first um, use it, it's like total nonsense. They have no idea what it's saying. Like right. It doesn't make any sense. So, I love that movie. Uh, but interesting story about uh, Dead Man's Bones, how it was formed uh, from the Wikipedia article around, about Dead Man's Bones. When Shields mm-hmm. and Gosling met in 2005, they discovered a mutual obsession with a haunted mansion ride at Disneyland. Zach was so preoccupied with ghosts as a kid that he was put into therapy. And Gosling's parents moved out of his childhood home because they believed it was haunted. Neither of them had really outgrown their fascination with graveyards or anything deathly and decided to write love stories about ghosts and monsters. Um, so that's basically what the album is. And it's, it's great. It's a good mood setter. Um, probably the least sounding, least Halloween sounding one, but I just, I, I don't know, I like this one the most. Red right hand, Nick Cave. Yes. Classic. Hipster. Right? Used in Scream, all the Scream films. Um, I don't know. This movie, it just makes me think of Halloween. I think it's essential. It's just like a horror-sounding song to me. And because it's used in Scream, I, I always just associate yeah. it. And it's a creepy-sounding yeah, song. Like, yeah, it's to, to me, like, I, you know, when I, when I hear, um, when I hear uh, Alice Cooper's School's Out, I think of Scream. Like, right. I associate that as a scary song, even though it's about summer ending of school. But, yeah. For the same reason. So, like, I, yeah, I get it. Like, any song that, anything that appears in Scream, right? It, it, right. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to listen to the, the Scream soundtrack all the time when I was a kid. So, like, any of, I actually could have chosen any track for there to be on here, especially like that uh, song Youth of America, which is sort of like a grungy, kind of hard rock song. You talk about Youth, in Amer- Youth of America, and I was like, you mean POD? But I was like, oh, uh, Youth of the Nation. Never mind. Different no, song. Different no. song. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and this is, I think this is the spookiest sounding one. It also goes, it goes pretty long too. It has a great organ solo. Love a good organ solo. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. And that, you got to have the organ for Halloween, man. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's a sort of Halloween sound out there and it's somewhere between like organ music, the kind of guitarists we're talking about from B-52 is like the Munsters theme, you know? I, I think I think I've shared this to, to remind me if I shared this recently. I uh, but one of my favorite like spooky spooky moments was uh, was at Bethesda. By, have I told my story about Bethesda by the Sea? I don't think so. During a rainstorm. Okay, so you know Bethesda by the Sea, beautiful Gothic Spanish Gothic church, right? Dark. Um, it celebrated organist and organ in the church. Um, one day at church, the uh, in the middle of the service like this crazy thunderstorm comes through. Like it's Sunday morning, but like it gets dark inside the church. Like you can't even see light coming through the windows and it's storming and you hear the thunder happening and everything. So they would always do, they'd always do a postlude, you know, the organ, the organist would play just a piece of music after the service was done. 
I don't remember what he was supposed to play, but he changed it up at the last moment because the storm outside, he changed it to Takata and D, which is the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just fit it with the, it was just so great because it was like, oh, you're in this gothic building and there's a storm outside. Like it was just a great moment where he was like, this is my moment to play this song. <laughs> yeah, they used to. Uh, that, that's so cool. Um, I do love that song. What's it called? F- F- it's Takata and D. OK, yeah. Um, they used to, back when I used to go to Universal Studios, like every, every weekend, they used to play that on their loop at the Universal Studios entrance. And when it would end, you know, has that ending, it goes to kind of prolonged, it would be suddenly interrupted with the Ghostbusters theme. Oh, nice. It's like a perfect. I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there was a church in Boca, um, St. Gregory's that their organist, they used to do silent movies and he would play organ nice. along the silent movie. So they did like, uh, I think they did um, like Nosferatu once. Yeah. Um, this Probably kind of Phantom of the Opera because that's an organ assist movie. Yeah, fa- yeah, 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 yeah. Phantom of the Opera. Uh, they did that for sure. Um, which I think is kind of cool. I never went to it, unfortunately. Nice. Um, all right. Now we're getting into some... We're getting back to old Rob. <laughs> or no, I, I guess I don't have Rob Zombie in mind. You do, though. No, you, but, but you, you have with... Power Man 5000, so we've got complimenting right. playlists we got here. the Zombie Brothers, yeah. Yeah. So this next one, Living Dead Girl by Living Rob Dead Zombie. Girl, which is interesting. You picked this instead of Dragula. Yeah. I didn't want to go for the obvious one, I guess. Yeah. You know, I mean, I like Dragula, but I don't know. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't play it at a party, especially one that I, I'm kind of trying to host here, you know? Yeah. I think Living I mean, Dead, Dead Girl, Girl is more of like what I'm trying to accomplish. Yeah, it fits better. I, I, I agree. And like you said, it's the slightly less expected yeah. Rob Zombie song. And it's my uh, favorite. It's my favorite Rob yeah. Zombie. And it's also my favorite Rob Zombie music video because it's a throwback to uh, Cabinet, Ta- Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. I don't know if I've ever actually seen the video. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen the video. I think I only ever knew this song because it played on like, on like real rock in Orlando. Yeah. On the radio lot, I think it's I think it's his best music video, in my opinion, uh, because it was directed by, um, oh, what's his name, the guy that made, that directed the Torque movie, the movie Torque, okay, and also, um, uh, Asian guy, forgot his name. Is it Joseph Kahn? I don't think it's Joseph Kahn, or something. Oh, I forgot. I don't know. But great music video. One of my all-time favorites. I think it's his best music video. I think it's his best song. Personal favorite all, all around. And I, I just love this. I love the lyrics. They're so creepy. And they're so, like, gothic. And the things he's saying, like, don't make sense unless you watch B-movies. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, he's talking about characters from, like, serials and silent films and um, old slashers and stuff. And... Uh, it's just, uh, I think it's just a great song and it, it's just something me and my friend, I had a friend who I used to consistently go to Halloween Horror Nights with in Orlando. And then when I moved to LA, we hadn't seen each other throughout all of college. And when I moved to LA, he, he decided he was going to come and visit me. And then we went to Halloween Horror Nights together, just happened to be like October. And so when we got there, the first thing, the first song we heard when we got there was Living Dead Girl by Rob Zombie. And we were both like huge fans of it throughout all our teens. And we just looked at each other like, this is, this is like our moment, dude. We're in LA, we're at Halloween <laughs> Horror Nights and Rob Zombie's here. 
And then we just got drunk off Malibu before we got in and um, <laughs> had ourselves a time, dude. <laughs> Getting hammered up. You know, it's really good. Malibu and Dr. Pepper, by the way, is a very good combination. Ooh, that sounds good, actually. Yeah. That Keelan and I came up with it called the Island Doctor. Um, nice. All right. Now, I'm going to before before we get to this next, I'm going to preface. I'm going to say something. I, I made a comment earlier about, you know, IP being yeah. used in like Halloween stuff, right? Like I feel I'll make a, this maybe is a hot take. I don't know, but I feel like it's, it's kind of hacky when people put like the Halloween theme on their playlist at a party, uh-huh. you know, uh, I'm not a huge fan of people, you know, or, you know, using, uh, you know, deriving it from like these, this, you know, again, like these modern horror movie theme songs, like it feels like, it, you're, 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 it's unoriginal, you know, you're not, you're not really, you're not really digging. Um, but I, I say that because I'm going to qualify this cause you're using dream warriors and <laughs> dude, Dawkins just rules. Dawkins so, rules, dude. <laughs> there's just, there's just no other way about it, man. They're a like, great band. And this is Dawkins rules. Yeah. And this is, uh, this song I think is like out of all of the songs that were released through nightmare, the whole nightmare on Elm street franchise, to get eyes on to make popular. This is the best song. This is the know. live and let die. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it absolutely is the, the live and let die of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street music. It's definitely not the Goo Goo Dolls <laughs> song that was used in Freddy's Dead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, but yeah, Dream Warriors is just, it's just super cool. It's just, it's so catchy. And the fact that it's about... Dream Warriors is <laughs> hilarious. Um, just about how, listen, we're going to face our fears. We're going to, uh, we're not going to sleep no more. We're the Dream Warriors. And um, this is, and this is a nightmare movie that actually has like some pretty like progressive stuff in it, right? Where it's like, it's about, Dream Warriors is the one that's about like, it deals with like drug addiction and all that kind of stuff, right? This is the one that's like been Progressive reassessed recently. is kind of a stretch. Well, <laughs> but I would say, but yeah, I would say it's one of more about like mental illness because it takes place in a, in a, in a, in a mental hospital. But I feel like, isn't there something that I feel like I read years ago, maybe birth, birth movies, death or something did like a whole thing about how like, this is like, it, there's like stuff to do with like the HIV AIDS crisis in it or something. Right. Mm, not really. You might be thinking of nightmare two, which is a, a lot of like, Gay overtones reused. Maybe the character kind of yeah. That's yeah. Is this the one? But what's the, what's the one where where Freddie like has like a, his glove is actually made of like syringes? Yeah, that's this one. Uh huh. Okay. Because one of the characters, right. Taryn, is like a recovering heroin addict, and that's why she's in the hospital. I mean, they're all in the hospital because of Freddie, because he's haunting their dreams, and everyone thinks they're crazy. Right. But they also have other things. Other things are uh, sort of that they're dealing with, and and one character in particular, Taryn, had a heroin addiction. And okay. that's how Freddy kills her. <laughs> and it's like the saddest death in all these movies because, yeah. Right. Um, but Dark yeah, it's also, it's also my favorite Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Um, it is, I actually think I'm, I'm getting to a point where I like it more than the original. Um, hmm. I think the original is starting to become very dated, even though I still love it. I, I mean, it has a special place in my heart always, but people are still loving the third one to death because it's all up because first of all, it's Freddie. He's still kind of a buffoon, but still also scary. He hasn't quite become the MTV character yet. So he has that humor, but also still like terrifying. And also they take a lot of time to establish the characters. You really, you really like them. 
out of all the other characters in these Nightmare on Elm Street movies because they all have some kind of problem. And you, know, you could tell it's like that problem arose in a way for them to deal with Freddy haunting their dreams. Right. I This was one of those movies where I've never seen it, but yeah. I uh, my, my, my emotional attachment to it is just the cover. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I remember being at like Albertsons, this Albertsons that had like a video rental section. I remember sometimes the grocery stores had video rental sections. Yeah, they did. And I just remember like staring at this cover of this movie and just sort of imagining what because it's like you kind of see the progression of because I knew what Freddy was and I knew like I knew, you know, the, the, so the idea of Dream War, I'm like, oh, they're fighting back like that. That just really fascinates me. The idea of like using your dreams to fight back against someone who kills you in your dreams. Right. You know, and then, of course, like basically in my mind, it's like the Matrix, yeah. you know, but I was like a little kid when I saw this and I just I was always always intrigued by it. So one of these days I'll get around to watching it um, and I'll add it to my list of movies that I've seen before I've seen Godfather. Got but it. I would I would love to watch this movie with you, Chuck. <laughs> I would love to. Um, but the, the song, Dawkin, the music video is great, too, because Freddie is also in that music video. And uh, Dawkin defeats him uh, with music. Uh, but, of course, he wakes up and he says, oh, what a nightmare. And he cuddles the teddy bear. So, oh, Freddie does? Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, but it's a great video, great song, great movie. I Okay, so this next one, this was the one that I was I was really... I was really happy. I was really happy that you picked this. This is this was unexpected, but this is a good. This is good. Yeah. Uh, this one I kind of wish I had on my list. This is Hell by the Squirrel Nut Zippers. Um, I had kind of forgotten about. I had forgotten about this song until you put it on here, and I thought, man, this is this is perfect. This is perfect. The video is perfect. The song, the theme, it's perfect. It's a great song. I mean, it's so catchy. It, it came about during that time. I mean, I guess it was, I mean, was it during the swing revival or was it like at yeah. the tail end of it? It might have been at the tail end of it. Because I feel like uh, that's when I became aware of it. Like swing was already kind of like, eh, you know. Well, squ- let's be honest. Swing, well, I, I, we it didn't last PBA's, all long in the first place. But. I know, but we shouldn't use PBA's, uh, PBA as a, as a litmus on when swing was <laughs> fading out because, you know, Christians usually hang on to these things a lot longer than the pop culture and when I was taking swing lessons, uh, well, I mean, I, swing was still a thing in in LA. Do when I went to, when I was living in LA, I, I went swing dancing like every Friday night with friends. So it's, nice. like, it's still a thing on the West Coast, very West Coast thing to do. Of, of course it is. Yeah. Um, but this is you know actually this it's a weird connection for me when I think about this song because I think of um, I, I a video game that I've been playing um, which is Cuphead. Mm-hmm. Now, if you know Cuphead. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, extremely innovative video game in that it's all rubber hose animation, like Fleischer, like Max Fleischer era animation, and That's it's awesome. unbelievable. It's like playing a cartoon. I mean, it's really unbelievable. But the plot of it is that Cuphead and Mugboy brothers have basically sold their soul to the devil, and now you are contracted by the devil in order to re- re- get your soul back. You have to collect the souls of other people, and so it's this, and, but it's set like in the thirties, like that's the, it, it's set in the contemporary, you know, the then contemporary time of these early Fleischer cartoons. And so there's just this kind of creepy thing about this whole video game with these, you know, unscrupulous people and the devil is like a gambling magnate, you know, he runs a casino and all yeah. of that. And so there's just something about the theme of that game and the way the devil is uh, depicted in it that makes me think of this song. Yeah. They, they kind of go hand in hand, like one to one. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, which I, I kind of would love to see. Like, I would love to see a horror movie yeah. with this. Uh, well, stuff. a movie called Monkey Bone came out that was kind of a horror movie that used this song. So, yeah, but I'm talking about like, <laughs> is it set like in like the 30s swing era? Oh, okay, all right, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Like, nice. you know, so you, you don't us... want to count Monkey Bone starring Chris Kattan and Brendan Fraser, I guess? No. No. Okay. All right. No. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think it's a cool song, and also you know this, the music starts getting a little surreal at this point. And you want to put that stuff at the back, you know. Right. This is the after. This is like your after midnight. Yeah. Uh, you know the after the week, the, the post weekend update sketches. Right. We're not so much dancing anymore. We're just kind of like, we're just chilling, and laughing. And and this song comes on, and of course everyone be like, oh my god, like I remember this song in the eighth grade. Now is this is this where like if we're gonna mesh ours together is this around where we're gonna put uh, Charles Manson is this? <laughs> uh, I, I guess so. We we, yeah, we could do that. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> good choice though. Really good choice. Thanks, thanks, dude. And um, then you had to do it the way the way that I had to do Power Man Five Thousand. <laughs> you. First of all, I didn't even know they did a Halloween song, so that's why I'm. I, I, to be fair, I've never listened to them. I can't listen to them. It it. I know that one of these days you're going to subject me to this in a music mayhem. You keep <laughs> yeah. trying. The Shags. Yeah. It's Halloween. It's Halloween by The Shags. Um, I don't know. You know, it's it's the last song on the playlist. People are this going is the home. Get out of my house. This is Get out of my house. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. It's the perfect. <laughs> it's like it's like that moment in that South Park where they have like the like the hippie rock festival yeah. and they put the Slayer album on the PA and everybody's yeah. just like, oh, God, this is harsh in my vibe, man. And they all leave. <laughs> That's what this song is. Totally. It absolutely is. Oh, gosh. I mean, there's no there's no intellectual reason behind this song. I just I wanted to add it. It's a it's a Halloween. It's a Halloween song. It's a Halloween song. It's about Halloween and how wonderful I mean, Halloween is. Yeah. And it's by the Shags. <laughs> Didn't you put my friend Foot Foot on the on your Christmas playlist? I don't I don't think so. I put a lot of crap on there that <laughs> I thought you put my friend Foot Foot on there. Maybe no, you just played it did. later for us after everybody left. Maybe. I don't know. But I mean everyone left before that playlist ended anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> I was still there. Um yeah. Okay. So uh, do you have anything more to say about it's Halloween by the Shags. Or... Oh, I wanted to add in one more, by the way. because Yeah, because I was going to bring that up. I actually I, I had one that I left out that I want to talk about. You've got one, so okay. we can do that. So, okay, let me, let me do mine real quick. Yeah, yeah, I do yours. I have too much to say about it. Uh, I, wanted put, I wanted to put in um, The Killing Moon by Echo and the Bunnymen. Okay, interesting. Great song. I, I, and it's a song that I actually listen to a lot whenever Halloween comes around, and it's one of my favorites. And it's sort of the same thing as like the cure. It has a sound to it that is mm-hmm. kind of gothic sounding a little bit. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's all I have. And it is, it actually is. I think I might have heard it on like VH1 or something during a Halloween programming thing, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and that, that's something I wanted to add. But, but you go ahead. I almost, I almost put Halloween by the Dave Matthews band on mine. Oh, <laughs> God. Just mostly to irritate you. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, is like, 
it's not a good Dave Matthews song. I know, but before you say, is there such a thing as a good Dave Matthews song? It, yeah. of, it's, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Like it, it, and so I, I just couldn't do it. I just, I couldn't. Um, but I was, cause I was thinking about, it, I was like, it's entitled Halloween. Like it's, it has the feel, but it's just, I hate that song. Yeah. So, so I didn't, so I didn't do it, but I almost, almost did. Almost did. Um, so, Dude, I, I like I like I like your list, and I think, like I said, together you and I, I think we could put together a pretty. We could DJ the hell out of this party. Oh yeah. Um, it gives a it's it's atmospheric. It's funny. It's it's you know whatever. Um, you know we can it, it, would, it would be a good time. It's and it's 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 also in addition to being fun music, it's intellectually stimulating. Yeah. Right. It gets people to talk about why things are on here. There's some Easter you know? eggs in there. Yeah. Like why um, a Power Man five thousand song and a Rob Zombie song? Well, did you know that well, they're related? Would this be one of those things where like you and I would be like sitting there, like <laughs> sitting by the speaker, giving, just waiting? We're just gonna be like what Hollywood, just like talking over our songs and yeah. being like, "Here's why we picked this." <laughs> um, yeah. Let's regale you with our with our with our knowledge. We would be, yeah, totally. Um, I, I the only thing is, I I want I want to be there. I want to be there at a party when the day that Robert Palin's murdered me plays. <laughs> I do. <laughs> because like, if it's like the first thing right off the bat, you're going to be like, Oh, what are we going to listen to? You know? <laughs> See, I, I think, I think what you do is you lull them into a, you, you lull them into a false sense of security. So I think what you do is you start off with, you start off with something like, let's say planet Claire. Okay. Right. Because it's got because it's an album starter, it kind of works as a party starter. Right. Yeah. So like you're like, OK, all right, we're getting into a little, you know, da, 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 da. and then maybe maybe you throw like Thriller at him. Yeah. Now, nah, Thriller, that's too early. You got to keep Thriller. So maybe you throw like it always feels like somebody's watching me or something or like Don't Fear the Reaper. So you throw those at it. Right. It's 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 early in the party and you're like, OK, we got the we got the thing going. Right. And then like third or fourth song. Boom. Here comes the day Robert Palin's murdered me. And now you're like, what is happening? Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, the, the rules you're, you're going by are basically the same, same kind of rules you go by when you're doing a movie marathon. The first mm -hmm. movie is like a classic, a movie everyone loves. The second movie is a movie that like everyone loves more than that classic. Like you couldn't think it'd get better, but it does get better. That third one is like, what the hell? What is this? Yeah. And the fourth one is like, okay, this is crazy. I don't know. We, we've lost I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Right, and then the one after that is like comfort food. Yeah, like it's like okay, we're back to right. It's Star it, it, yeah, it's for it's for it's a, it's the Force Awakens. It's just like benign, like yeah. <laughs> doesn't really it's, do much. JJ Abrams, there. yeah, just there. Okay, like we're we're back to normal. And then maybe you throw like a slight curveball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, your I mean, my list is hella longer than yours. Yours is, um, yours is much longer. Yeah. Yeah, but, I, I mean, I, I, I expect that because you, yeah. you know more about music than I do. So I, I expect that. But I, I like your list because I, I like that it, it's that it's more vibe oriented and less on the nose. Mm -hmm. um, that it's more. And I like that it's that you're capturing a spirit of like fall and like what Halloween means as it pertains to the season as well with the music. I think that's cool. I love that. I would have not thought about that at all. <laughs> <laughs> so no it's like, why it's why it's why we work well together man and why this would have been yeah like this again we put this together now i mean the, the challenge of course would be curating this and how to put it together into an effective 
playlist? Like where, cause yours is already like laid out, right? So like, where do you insert my songs right. in between your, your things? But, um, it's Halloween by the Shags has to be the closer. <laughs> yes, it does. Party's over. Unless, <laughs> unless you save some kind of like unexpected banger as like the after credit stinger. <laughs> For those who sit through it's Halloween, here's one last thing to like. Yeah, I don't know what that would be, but or or finally just put the monster mash on. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, the hey. whole time people are like, "Where's the monster mash?" We start playing the monster mash and just start hanging out bowl, handing out bowls of of Count Chocula and Frankenberry to, to everybody. Oh, dude, that's kind of like the that kind of makes me think of yeah. Just for those who've stayed through the shags, yeah, um, <laughs> it's your reward. It makes me think of it makes me think of. Uh, what uh, Andy Kaufman used to do with his like, uh, you know, he used to, he did this thing. I think it I, something like, was it like the Kennedy Center or something major venue. He would do this deal where he would just sit on the stage and he would just read from the Great Gatsby. Yeah. And then those who stayed, he took out for milk and cookies. Like he put them in awesome. buses and drove them out to like milk and cookies. Um, so that's that's what made me think of it. Yeah, dude, in the night with bowls of like blueberry. Dude, have yeah. you seen that they've made a cereal that's all of those just in one box? Yeah, it's called the Monster Mash cereal. That's when, um, of course, they call it Monster Mash. Um, that was that's actually uh, they made that cereal after Frankenberry and Count Chocula were out of circulation. They brought it back for a period, mm-hmm. but instead of bringing them all back, they decided to bring it all back into one cereal. I, I I seem I had I, I had some berry and some Frankenberry several years back, and I feel like when I was a kid, those were wheat cereals, not corn cereals. I don't know, because it felt like it was not as good. Anyway, um, oh, Chocula, good stuff. Yeah, I did love the blueberry man. That was my that was my jam. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Well, that's our Halloween playlist. Yep, that's our spooky Halloween playlist. Um, you know, and uh, if if you if you employ any of our music in your party, uh, let us know. That would be pretty awesome totally. if you have a party. Yeah. Um, otherwise, just just blast the shags uh, on repeat as kids come up to get candy. Absolutely, it would just disturb them. <laughs> you don't lights. have to worry about anyone throwing eggs at your house because that would mean they would have to actually go to your house and listen to that music. So. <laughs> Have you ever egged someone's house on Halloween, JP? Have you ever done it? I don't think I have. I think I might have TP'd someone's, like a friend's tree. But I was never, I was not that mischievous when I was a kid. Me neither. I was just curious because I remember my church growing up every year. They had to come up early to clean the eggs off the front of the church because people would like egg the church. Yeah. I always thought it was like really messed up. Like, what do we ever do to you? <laughs> I did know one of the pastors at my church, though, who handed out tracks instead of candy, and he got egged every year. <laughs> he would put those signs in his yard that was just sort of like, this is the devil's holiday, turn and burn. <laughs> Gosh. I should decorate my house that way this year. Like, I think it'd be funny like to, jet, if like, someone like intentionally did that. Like, like a yeah. chip track house? Yeah. I mean, lean into it, you know? That could be a spooky Dude, thing. You guys, no, here's what you should do. You should sell your weed with Chick Tracks attached. <laughs> Don't they have a Chick Track like about like the dangers of smoking weed? You should like probably. 
you should like individual joints with a chick track and like well that's how you should sell it you know what the big moral panic now is every every halloween because weed is becoming legal in more states the big moral panic is that it's gonna be like they're they're giving that people are giving away their edibles to trick-or-treaters and everyone has the same reaction no one would do that no (laughs) one would give away their weed (laughs) to some kid too expensive (laughs) edibles Um, are expensive dude yeah though i could though i think i've heard like i've heard of stories of like people making like switch-ups right by accidental switch-ups but yeah no one would intentionally do that. I mean, there may be someone who would intentionally do that, but you'd it would be to someone they knew. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It wouldn't be strangers. Why would they do that? Why? <laughs> I love. I, by the way, I love the meme that comes out every year uh, at this time where people like go like to ridiculous lengths to talk about like stuff that's hidden in candy, and it's yeah. just like there's like an entire handgun sticking out of like a single starburst. Like that crap makes me <laughs> laugh. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, there's news reports where they like they lay out edibles in the packaging and like a lot of edibles come in packaging that looks like, you know, the food that they're sort Mm -hmm. of modified from. Right. Like these are disguised as real candy, but they're actually weed. Like, no, man, that's just someone's edibles, dude. You took their medicine. (laughs) (laughs) You took their you took their weed. (laughs) They're not handing that out. I can assure you, your kid is not going to get someone's edibles for Halloween. I can assure you. <laughs> if, if your kids do get edibles, they're probably yours and you didn't have them secured. Yeah. Go, th- go through it first and uh, maybe tuck some away, you know? Well, and also, yeah, who doesn't go through their candy with their kids, man? Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you may want to do that. Just yeah. In case. You never know. Just in you case they get know. like circus peanuts or something, you know? Because that's the real crime. Almond Joy, that's a crime. I love Almond Joy. I know. There's like a thing now on the internet, people making fun of Almond Joy. I don't know. It's like the pineapple on pizza thing. Listen, pineapple on pizza is delicious. That's the final word. Done. Yeah. The, the, the candy corn is terrible. Let me tell you something. If you, you, get a, you get a sack full of candy and go trick-or-treating, and you pull out a handful of those hard candies that's wrapped in the wrapper that looks like strawberry... Oh, yeah. No. Bad time. What? That's like the cheap candy. I love those. Really? I think it's because, like, my grandmother used to keep those in her purse and give them to me all the time. So, like, I just associate. I love those. We have all of those at our house, and they've been sitting there for months. <laughs> no one oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Nobody has sold those since, like, 1978. It's <laughs> – no, no one's manufactured a new one since, like – yeah. Yeah, since like Jimmy Carter was president, like that's just, it's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, they, they handed those they handed those out to the to the uh, to the Iranian hostages. I mean, it's yeah. Um, no, um, dude, I, I do love those, I, but I, I I really really hate those like wax candy pumpkins. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, or just candy corn in general. Not not a fan. No. All right. Well, I think that's all the time we have. Yes, sir. I am 30 minutes past my time in this library. It's okay. I'll kick you out. Um, I want to thank Father Chuck for coming and bringing his music. Yeah, dude. Uh, had Always a fun time, time putting together that, my playlist. I'm sure you did too. And 
Yeah, and spooky season's you know finishing. I'm using it now. Look at that. I'm I'm using it totally. Yeah, and like I, I'm in I'm in I'm in Halloween mode. I'm gonna just start watching horror movies. I got a I've got a year long subscription subscription to Shutter. So like I'm just gonna like just gonna tear through it these next next few days. Oh, oh, and to reward just as a side note, as we're wrapping up, but just to reward those who stayed on this long and listening to the episode, um, I'm happy to say I I, I finally did it. I finally joined Letterboxd. Nice. That's right. I have some letterbox. I told Kane, I was like, she got to watch out, man. My popularity is going through the roof. She's like, how many people are following you? It was like, JP. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So if you're on letterboxed, I'm on letterboxed. Let's we'll leave our, our letterboxed handles in the, uh, in the description and you can follow us and, and why, and, and read our movie opinions and our curated lists. So cool. All right. Yep. Well, thank you so much for listening and uh, have a great and safe Halloween. Uh, let us know if you, if you use, use any songs from our playlist. Let us know if you like any of these songs. And uh, we'll see you again next week. Have a very spooky week. Good journey. Good journey. Why even Dracula will be there? It's time for games, it's time for fun, not for just one, but for everyone.